welcome back to Her Campus and Americans podcast, Miss Education, where we talk about anything and everything facing college students in the city and basically the world. Thanks again for tuning in this semester. We can't wait to get back at it. I'm Molly. I'll be your person on the mic today. <laughs> My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm a sophomore, and I'm majoring in PR. And with us today, we have Katie. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Katie. I'm your special guest this week. I'm a grad student here at AAU, and I'm also a full-time federal IT reporter. Ooh. Pronouns she, her, hers, of course. Yeah. Awesome. We're very familiar with Katie on this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I was around uh, last semester. You might remember my name in the credits. Yeah. Not my sure. voice. I don't think ever my voice last semester. Yes, yeah, so this is new. Different side. Yeah. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about pyramid schemes. So pyramid schemes is when Sarah from ninth grade that you haven't talked to since like biology class like slides into your DMs and is like, hey, so good to see you on Instagram. Do you want to buy me like 15? But what exactly are they? That's what we're going to get into today. So we're going to dive into some fast facts about pyramid schemes. So to start off, the definition of a pyramid scheme is a business model that recruits members via promise of payment or services for enrolling others into the scheme, rather than supplying investments of sale products. So basically, they get all of their money from recruiting people, not actually from selling their stupid little products. Um, as recruiting multiplies, recruiting becomes quickly impossible, and most members are unable to profit. As such, pyramid schemes are unsustainable and often illegal. So, yeah. <laughs> and I think, like, a lot of times pyramid schemes look really appealing because it's a quick way to get money, mm-hmm. and most global marketing schemes, MLMs especially, are under the guise of selling that product yeah. versus just recruiting, but all the money is in recruiting. Exactly. And then... A little bit down below, we actually have a fast fact about multi-level marketing pyramids, multi-level marketing, so LMMs, as you just referred to, which are similar and sometimes almost indistinguishable between with pyramid schemes. But the difference is that MLMs actually have what they're selling as part of their their design. But again, it's very small compared to like the recruiting fees they get, which is like the main profit of these. So, why are they called pyramid schemes? So, these business models are named after pyramid schemes because the power structure of the scheme, the person at the top of the pyramid recruits a number of people who pay to become a part of the middle tier, and the middle tier then recruits people to become part of the bottom tier. In turn, all profit is dependent on the recruitment fees and funnels to the top of the pyramid. So, it's really only if you're at the very top of the pyramid, the one, you know, running the show, you're going to get money. Because the more and more far down you get, the more people you have to recruit. And a lot of people are more smart to not get into one. So, at one point, it just, you stop recruiting. You only really make money if you get in early. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, let's just jump into some questions <laughs> about it. <laughs> Since you are a little bit of a pyramid scheme LMM expert, yeah. you say? <laughs> You know, I wrote an article about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you had any firsthand experience with pyramid schemes yourself? Yeah, I don't want to say necessarily pyramid schemes because I think um, when you hear pyramid schemes, it's an automatic bad connotation, but yeah. MLMs have such a softer connotation. Yeah. So, I've definitely had experiences with MLMs, um, and I think a lot of people have. I've, I've gotten those DMs. I have family <laughs> members who have been in uh, these kinds of organizations. And 
I've seen both success stories and mm-hmm. devastation. I have a family member who got into one because she already had her own small business and she thought this product will help me advance that. And I have another family member who went away to college, low on cash, got into one, and it devastated her bank account. Oh, no. And it's something that... She, she's so embarrassed by and ashamed of that she won't even talk about it with me which i think also shows there's a lot of blame we cast on people that get into it when there's a whole bigger structure behind it um but i think if you've seen an avon lady even a pampered chef party or tupperware back in the day (laughs) everyone has tupperware in their kitchen those are all the same direct sales models and that everyone has those Mm -hmm. products in their homes pretty much yeah so what are some common pyramid schemes or LMM products to look out for? Like, what are some of the yeah. ones you see on Instagram, but maybe some <laughs> lesser known ones? Yeah, we just talked about a couple. Pretty much I wrote, pretty much anything advertised as work from home, flexible hours, or be your own boss mm-hmm. is going to be an MLM or a scheme of some sort. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true, unfortunately. Um, but some are worse than others. On a college campus, you'll see a lot of vector marketing, which is selling knives door to door. Or you'll see, I was in a classroom one day and someone like wrote about like a be your own boss website on the board. Anything like <laughs> that, do your research before you get involved because it's probably an MLM. Um and a lot of the products are geared towards, like, feminine qualities as well. So a lot of makeup ones. Uh, we talked about Avon, Mary Kay, Unique is really popular right now. Um, leggings, roll, weight loss products like Beachbody or there's, like, a Shake one as well. I feel like Hair- Fit Tea is a classic yeah. one. <laughs> Hair products like Monet. Um, there's a lot of items out there. Mm-hmm. And once you've seen a couple of them online, you'll start to recognize as well those same, hey, babe, boss, babe, hey, empowerment, flexible hours. Isn't it so cool that I'm doing this? Um, If someone has been silent on their Instagram for six months and all of a sudden they're posting about this product that changed their lives, look into it. Yeah. (laughs) Basically. So that kind of goes into our next question. Like, what are some key indicators? Like... I guess you just kind of talked about it, but could you expand a little bit? Yeah. So social media is huge for MLMs right now. I think it used to be all about the home party. You invite your friends over. You make cocktails. You do a face mask. <laughs> they try to get you to take something home at the end, and you do because they're your friend and you appreciate them. Um, but social media has made our connections and our networks just endless and vast. So suddenly, anyone can contact you from anywhere about this great new opportunity. Um, so definitely... Not to be, like, skeptical of any old friends reaching out, um, but you do have to be aware and make sure that someone's reaching out with the right intentions. And it is kind of sad that I have to say that, but it's it's the reality. A lot of people are just trying to make that buck off of you or recruit you for your team. Um, The indicators of someone being in a pyramid scheme specifically, I I mentioned earlier, the thing about many MLMs is they get away with this business model because they have this guise of selling a product. So if you talk to anyone in an MLM doing direct sales, they're going to say, I'm doing direct sales. I'm just, instead of you going to Walmart and buying the product, just come mm-hmm. to meet your friend. It'll help me out. You'll get it for cheaper and we all win. And the thing with that is the money isn't in buying that mascara or buying that face mask. The money is in you joining their team because then whatever money, say you join my team. Whatever money you make, I get a portion of it. Whatever Mm -hmm. money I make, they get a portion of it. So it's in my best interest to recruit people. Um, So if you ask someone, is this a pyramid scheme? They're going to say no. So you really do have to do your own research around it from time to time and get to know those companies before you do get involved. And I would just say generally a lot of them use the same selling points about a recognizable, if you know it, tone and voice and hey, babe, hey, hon, hey, girl. Um, Again, (laughs) It sounds like stereotypes, but these are very much 
feminine geared business models most yeah. of the time and i'll get into that more later but yeah lots of emojis if you go yeah. into like <clears throat> google it google these messages look like get familiar with them and then you'll have a better sense that no one actually talks yeah, like that <laughs> i actually got reached out to who's like going into is going into freshman year of college so mm-hmm. very vulnerable time going to a pretty competitive yeah. school with like jobs and internships this girl reached out to me she's like are you interested in like social media marketing and I'm like yeah that's like what I'm going to school yeah. for type thing and I was like asking her about it and I'm like wow it's the flexible hours yeah. things hey girl seems super flexible and she was like I know you're a student like you're gonna be a student you need hours and then I saw, like, the products, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was, but like, they really do s- kind of suck you in. <laughs> I'm curious to how you realize, like, this is not something I want to be a part of. Yeah, so I asked her, like, what the products I'd be selling would be, and they were a type of, like, coffee that, like, makes you lose weight. You can kind of mm. just tell right off the bat from, like, the websites that it wasn't a very high-quality item yeah. type thing, and I think that was immediate red flag for me. And then I kind of was like, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> and I think that's, like, so, I don't, okay, I have a thing where it's, like, don't comment on people's bodies ever. Just, like, yeah. mind your business unless they have spinach in their teeth and you can fix it in 10 minutes. Your body is your own business. Don't exactly. comment on it. So you're coming into my DMs and telling me I should, A, buy weight loss products. <laughs> you don't know my experience with an eating disorder, for example. Maybe I have an injury. Maybe I just had a kid. Like, you don't yeah. know my experiences with my body enough to come in my DMs and tell me I need to drink diet coffee. Yeah. It's very invasive. Yeah. And I was, like, immediately, I saw, like, the products. And I'm like, that's not something I want to promote. And yeah. then later on, I, because at that point, I really hadn't heard about LMMs or like pyramid schemes at all but I knew I don't know I just was like I knew I didn't want to like sell those products and later I kind of learned about you know the whole design of these like business models and I was like oh thank god and you trusted your gut yeah it's really good yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but I think yeah talking about like who they recruit like what are some of the tactics people use to like recruit people joining and I think part of it from like my snidmit of an experience is like picking people who are kind of like vulnerable to the market so if you wanted to expand on that yeah well I mentioned this earlier but I don't blame anyone for getting into a pyramid scheme I think there are very predatory tactics for recruiting people Mm -hmm. I think it preys on your insecurities your vulnerabilities in a lot of ways and so if you're in this situation it's a nothing to be ashamed of being a victim about and B, it's just, it's not their fault. I don't want anyone to walk away from this and think, I need to go DM Sarah from high school and let her know, (laughs) like, what you're doing is a pyramid scheme. Um, Because it's really just, it's not their fault. Um, I think a lot of people that join them, they target a lot of moms because they're looking at people who want flexible hours to spend time with their kids or want to get back into work. They're using female empowerment narratives about boss babe and girl boss, and they're Mm -hmm. taking those narratives and saying, this is how women can rise up by starting their own business, but they're actually getting taken advantage of in those situations. Um, and I think it's it's sold as direct sell- selling, like I said earlier. It's sold as, we're friends. This is a secret that I have. I can share this with you. It'll be cheap. I love these products. And it's sold on that the kind of dream narrative. And I think once you start hearing those things, you need to take a step back and do your research and make sure that what you're getting into is legitimate. Um, yeah, and I 
I just think it's really, it's predatory tactics. Yeah, and especially with the people, like, reaching out at that point, it's like, well, what else are they going to do? Like, yeah. they're kind of trapped in the situation, whether they know it or not. Mm-hmm. And they, because and, and we talked about how a lot of people just lose tons of money yeah. from this. And so, but at some point, I mean, it might be even that they're reaching out to you and they they don't know what else to do, yeah. you know, so. And it's. Like I said, I don't want to blame people that are in them. The people mm-hmm. that I do blame are the people who n- know. Yeah, who are running the show. The people who are running the show. Because th- a lot of these people are just saying, this product changed my life because it helped made me money. Well, yeah, it made you money because you got in the first year. And mm-hmm. you took advantage of 10 people below you. Yeah. And you took money from their pockets and you exploited them. And it, they do things like, if I have an overstock of product because I can't sell anything someone else in that downline is going to buy it for me and then I'll buy it back because all the people at the companies at the top are tracking is sales mm-hmm. not actual customers so it's just a there's no easy way to do it I think it's just if it seems too good to be true do your research mm-hmm. talk to people about it if you think you made that initial purchase into an MLM and you now you're like I think I messed up don't be ashamed to come yeah. forward and be like, I think I messed up before you go into that debt. I think people get so financially into it and then you feel stuck. It's opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. I spent so much time doing this and so much money on this. If I spend a little bit more money, it'll I'll fix it. I'll finally get that right business tip. I'll go on this to this conference and get the skills I need. I'll get the confidence. I'll just have to meet the right people. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you have to like do some reflection and talk to people about it. Yeah, I think... This is another fast fact that we had, but if if you break it down on, like, the recruiting mm-hmm. and if you can actually make money on it, one of the facts was, like, if you if each recruit needs to find 10 people to recruit the cost of what they lost, and by the eighth level of the pyramid, you'd have to recruit, like, a billion people yeah. in order yeah. to make up for how much money you've spent on it, and which I, is insane. <laughs> yeah, and so I think on that point, too, People in these companies will say, well, look at any company business model. They're all a pyramid. You have the CEO Mm -hmm. at the top and employees at the bottom. But that's not really – I get what they're saying. Capitalism, you know, there's a level of tiers of work. People make more money than you. It's not your own business. It's something else. But at the end of the day, the people at the bottom are still making an hourly wage. A lot of times people at the bottom still have benefits vacation days, sick time off, you don't get any of those benefits Mm -hmm. with an MLM, and you're not making a guaranteed salaried or hourly wage. You're rolling the dice, taking a gamble, and if you do make money, it's because you're taking advantage of someone else. Yeah. This is an interesting question. Do you think they're, like, they're all bad, or do you think it is possible for people to be successful in them that aren't necessarily Mm -hmm. running the show? Like, people who... People who aren't being manipulative, do you think it's possible for people to be successful? So the person in my life who is in, like, an MLM, who I mentioned earlier, who kind of had a small business, she saw a product she liked, and then she incorporated that into her small business, um, I don't know if she's successful with the MLM individually. I don't think even she's in the numbers on that. It's just a product she enjoys and she likes it and it gets it gives her a chance to get together with her neighbors, her friends, her family, expand her small business, push her creative limits, have a support group, and she really enjoys it. And I don't yeah. and it's something where I look at a case like that and it makes me softer towards MLMs. Mm-hmm. Um even though I know that generally speaking <laughs> you're going to end up in some not great situations if you join one. Um, 
And I don't like saying they're all bad because that implies everyone in one is bad. And I don't like, but I also can't sit here and tell you that it's a good business model. Yeah. You know, I can't say that there's a good example of one because they all kind of turn out the same. Yeah. Yeah. But I like what you said about how, you know, the model might not be good, but that doesn't mean the people are good. Especially the people who, you know, are at that more bottom level of the pyramid. Yeah. People who aren't running the show and know that it's not a very constructive business model. Yeah. And it's. Like, if you like Avon makeup, you like Avon makeup. Yeah. <laughs> but and it's... Or Mary Kay products yeah, or something. it's like everything. There's no ethical consumption under capitalism. There's no ethical... Yeah. Like, if you're shopping at... You talked about sustainable clothing. If you're yeah. shopping at Forever 21, h H&M, and Yeah. You're not... Any choice... and Almost any choice you make to spend your money, you're giving to a system that may not agree with your core values and ethics. Mm-hmm. But we weigh those decisions and we make them anyway. And so I think it's a personal, what your experiences are, who's doing it, and it's it's a case-to-case basis as well, but I, it's, it, is a, sure. it is a shoddy business model, and I don't agree with any of that. Yeah. I don't agree with having people being taken advantage of. Especially the manipulation of kind of like the feminist voice behind it. Yeah. I really don't like that. <laughs> well, and that's what, when I wrote the article for her campus last spring for a print edition, that is what... I really wanted to talk about because we are a, a magazine focused towards gender issues and it really is mostly women. You look at the products are traditionally playing into feminine qualities and young people and it's manipulative. Yeah. So that goes right into our next question. Yeah. Like, why do you think women are targeted in the pyramid scheme and like how big of a role does gender play in like targeting for pyramid schemes? Yeah. I think I read a stat that was like 75% of people in MLMs are women. And when I think about the MLMs that I know and the products that they sell and the people that I know selling them, I don't know if I can think of an ex- like a man doing it. You know, I'd, mm-hmm. I just, it, in my own lived experiences, it's mostly women selling these products and they're mostly geared towards traditionally feminine traits. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with this society specific societal pressure that women face um there's this need in modern feminism to be in like be empowered and be financially independent to no end to sacrifice your own happiness to fit into i call it like capitalist feminism feminist model where you're like that boss babe that i'm a business owner and i think that's I think it's really great to empower women to be financially independent, but I think what feminism should be about is doing whatever you want. Yeah. And feeling (laughs) secure in your choices and not being forced to fit a mold of whatever. But there is still a pressure on women to fit a mold, even if it is leaning towards a feminist mold or an anti-feminist mold. And so I think selling that boss fade narrative, you're saying this is female empowerment, and preying on women in vulnerable situations, such as mothers, people who just lost their jobs, or I see it a lot, too, with um, military spouses, interestingly. Yeah, I've noticed that, too, actually. Yeah, I don't know why that is. I don't have any, like, theories on it, but... I think maybe... I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, just, uh, usually they're more financial, because it's, it might be because the whole thing, like, you get a lot, there's kind of a stereotype with military wives mm-hmm. that they're very dependent on their husbands just because they marry for benefits, that whole thing. They marry yeah. young for benefits. So it might be kind of in a counteract of that where it's like, well, I also own my own business. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's just 
me thinking. But. No, I think that's a really great idea. And I think, I think ultimately, I think it comes down to preying on insecurities. I think so, too. I think it's whether I'm in, because I mean, I'm, I'm insecure about my own independence sometimes. And if you told me I could have my own business, a thousand dollar down payment, it's a, it's an easy selling point And it's mm-hmm. a way for me to have my own thing. Um, and I think that's also when it started with companies like Tupperware, it was all about giving women the opportunity to get out of the house as well. Mm-hmm. So it started as this way to say you can hang out with all your friends and be social, not under the confines of this household structure and do your own thing. And I think it's really great to encourage women to do that. Um, but it's become a way for these corporations to make money. Yeah. I think also like with, feminist movement kind of taking a different lens like in 2010s like it's been its own thing I think also combined with just like social media as we touched on before but also just like the hustle movement and it's like what's your side hustle like are you grinding and a lot of people I think feel lost by that message and by that whole thing going around like gen z social media they're like okay I want to hustle and like have a side hustle and stuff but like how I want to take a nap like (laughs) But then someone, you're like, how am I going to do a side hustle? How am I going to be that cool boss girl? And someone slides in and is like, perfect way to do this. And it's kind of manipulating the narrative. I'm thinking of, I can't remember the author of this article, but I think it was in The Cut and it was about, it was called The Ambition Collision. So it's this idea that women have been pushed to be so ambitious that we have to fit this new mold of ambitious young Mm -hmm. woman who can do it all. But if you don't want to do it all, you don't have to. Yeah. If you want to, go for it. More power to you. If you're unhappy with your life, you want to make a change, do it. But I don't think this feminist narrative should be about side hustles. And what it, because it all goes back to your worth is only the dollars you contribute to this world. Mm -hmm. And your worth is so much more than that. Yeah. I think I especially feel it at like American, at a competitive school like this. And I'm sure the other DC schools or any any university can Mm -hmm. relate where it's like, what internships do you have? What extracurriculars do you do on top of school? And it's just like all this, how many things can you put on a resume? And then in the workforce, it's like, how much money are you making? Yeah. It always escalates to something. And women should talk about salaries because we're underpaid. Um, yeah. But you're not a line on your resume. You're not an Instagram post about your MLM. You're not a GPA. <laughs> you're not a weight. Like, you're none of these things. You're an accumulation of your experiences and your thoughts and your feelings. <clears throat> and I think things like MLMs prey on our insecurities that we have to fit a mold. And that's why young women, college students, are easy targets. It's also just, like, I need money. Like, yeah. we all, like, we're all broke, dude. Like, I don't want to eat ramen for dinner, so maybe if I give my last 10 bucks to this MLM, then I'll make money in a month. I don't have to anymore. And they just keep sucking me dry. Yeah. It's very easy to get involved. And I think yeah. there's such a big taboo around them. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, in some senses it's granted because they are manipulative and they're not very constructive business models. But it's also, like... People do fall victim of them, and yeah. victim is a hard word. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think they're especially popular. Um, there's a really great podcast I recommend on this subject. It's called The Dream. It's by this woman named Jane Marie, and it does. Its first season is all about MLMs, and she does a really great deep dive into all the nuances. <clears throat> and she even has like a member of her team join an MLM, and it's a really <sighs> great deep dive into all this and the details that we can't get into or can't remember for this episode. Um, but she talks too about how its effects in rural and suburban communities when there's um, less opportunities for yeah. jobs and getting out of a house, especially if you have kids that you have mm-hmm. to also take care of. Yeah, 
Wow, that was a great interview. I feel like I learned a lot. Um, yeah, they're crazy to think about. Yeah. Especially going yeah. deep diving and, like, actually thinking about people who are, like, in them. Yeah. Like, I think a lot, like we just said, like, there's a taboo around them, but it's a lot. I mean, if you want to go deep dive conspiracy theory, there's an MLM <laughs> pyramid scheme, Amway, that most presidents have been involved in. Amway? Amway. Like, American way, Amway. Donald Trump. Huh. Bill Clinton's giving speech for them. I'm pretty sure Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump has his own pyramid scheme, if I remember correctly. I so, if you go deep dive past all of, like, the gender segment we're talking about, it is at all levels. Like, not to have a tinfoil hat on. Yeah. Um, but people, you'd be surprised if you look into who has spoken at these conferences and what they've gained from doing that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, um... That's good follow-up content. Yeah, it's, it's scary. It's scary. So just to make things a little bit more lighthearted, <laughs> to wrap this all up, we all play a little game called Try or Lie, where we go through some products that we see sponsored on social media a lot, wow. just in it. Some of them are probably, you know, on the MLM side. Some of them are just things that you just see advertisements for. So we're just going to go through the product. So would I try of- it or like... Yeah. Okay. So we're just gonna go through them, discuss our thoughts on these brands okay. <laughs> from what we know. So the first one is um, Glossier, or oh. how do you Glossier? Glossier. I've Glossier. heard it pronounced a lot. I took ways. Spanish in high school. I can't do like the French words with like you dropped a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Try. personally like them. Yeah, I've never tried it. Um, I feel like they sell to such a specific brand of person. Yeah. Like I feel like it's like I would say lie I would not try probably because it's for people who can put like have perfect skin can put like a dab of blush on (laughs) and like they look great it's like I feel like models look good in it but Mm -hmm. if I did it I would look like a clown (laughs) I'm like I need to paint on my eyebrows or else I don't have them and my head's just like an egg like I need some color in my face yeah and a little bit I would try it for their lip products I used to do like ipsy subscriptions which is like you, you get, like, a little makeup bag with makeup that you just try. And I remember their lip gloss. It was so glossy. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> to I, think their I, brand to, name. I think I have to go to a Glossier store and actually look around. Because yeah. all I see is the online. And I'm like, are mm. you even wearing makeup? <laughs> like, or is that just your natural beauty shining through? Like, I really can't tell. So I have to go to the store and really try out the products myself, I think. I think for me, it's, like, also, like, my skin isn't the best. I don't yeah. think any of their skin products would do anything. Yeah. <laughs> just because it's so thin. And that's what they kind of brand off of is sheer which you're right I don't know the whole dewy glossy look we'll do a trip to the store we'll check it out and we'll report their back stores are really cute yeah though. I've seen yeah. like little pop-up shops and their workers wear like light pink jumpsuits I'm like okay they have their branding really on point I yeah. will say oh yeah for sure so the next one we're gonna talk about oh, is fit tea <sighs> okay <laughs> if you they're just selling you laxatives. If you need to poop, go to CVS, <laughs> spend $6, buy a laxative. You don't need $25 tea that also promotes pretty much eating disorders because if you're forcing yourself to relieve yourself, that's a form of eating disorder because you're forcing yeah, food out of you. Your body so needs nutrients. Your body needs to digest. And you shouldn't be taking medical advice from an influencer on Instagram. I think you covered it all. I'm going to say lie on this one. These things infuriate me. The fact that we have people promoting weight loss products and fad diets like we do right now, it is promoting these cycles (laughs) of disordered eating that mostly affects young women. And they're targeted at young women. There is not a person I know 
a young woman I know without some form of disordered eating because it's constantly promoted to us and sold to us. And talk to your doctor. If you (laughs) feel weird about your weight, talk to your doctor. And there's a lot of, like, you know, actual teas that work as, like, you just, like, have some stomach issues. (laughs) (laughs) It's on the list. Well, uh, on that, because, yeah, but... On that note, our lovely producer, Wyatt, (laughs) just came up to the window and told us to talk about waist trainers. Same thing. Same thing. Okay, I will say for this, it might be, if you're wearing, like, an extensive ball gown, it might be good for, like, structural-wise. Yeah, but... We got rid of corsets for a reason, because That's women true. were breaking their ribs. Why? It's 2020. Vaccinate your kids. Save <laughs> your ribs. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I, I get the appeal, because it's the same kind of appeal as you can wear this for overnight, mm-hmm. and you'll have that snatched look in your waist that everyone wants right now. But if body if your body doesn't sit like that, your body doesn't sit like that. Well, I think is a better alternative is, like, Spanx, where it's, like, it's not changing your body yeah. it just kind of like you know making you feel just a little bit more confident it's not hurting anyone yeah. it's just like it's like not that you should feel like you have to hide your body but yeah. if you like i have some tummy issues that i don't like to always show in tight clothes if it makes you feel more comfortable do that but don't hurt yourself trying to look yeah. a certain way yeah because, let's do spanx ladies <laughs> <laughs> and because that body type is going to be out in a generation oh you know what sure. i mean we try to fit these stereotypes and look at all the women growing out their eyebrows now like <laughs> also it's just it's literally impossible for like i feel like girls get really insecure about like the little tiny pouch like right like at the bottom of their belly that's literally your like uterus yeah literally your organs like that's not going away anytime soon hate to break it down yeah. and it's just like everyone's body sits differently you find yeah. a weight that works for you you settle into it it fluctuates it changes and you just kind of get comfortable with those ebbs and flows of those bodily functions mm-hmm. okay on a different note oh, yeah this one's okay. a nicer one i promise okay bare minerals i really don't know much are about they them. still around i always think they're just like <laughs> mom's makeup i literally just know bare minerals from this girl in middle school who was like i swear by it and it was all she used <laughs> but i don't know anything about that i just think it's kind of one of those like my mom used to use clinique a lot yeah because she has a lot of allergies so that's like the only one her, bare minerals and clinique were the only ones that she used because it wouldn't give her she had like allergies to like mascara she has allergies to everything but <laughs> um like those were the only two that were like good i guess more natural yeah i don't know though like you never know it, it just seems like they're more natural yeah i don't know I mean, like, get get your money, Bare Minerals. Like, it's not for me, but you must be doing fine. Yeah, I mean, if someone were to gift me Bare Minerals, I'd try it. Yeah, I would try it. But I don't think I'd ever go out of my way to, like, get it. Yeah. Unless I saw, like, a really amazing review for it. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems kind of boring. I would try it. Yeah. But probably only for free, like you're saying. Or, like, get a sample. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Next one. Poshmark and Depop. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, I'm really there. I'm really... I think... I don't think people should buy... Most of their clothes new. I don't think like, so. Like hot either. take, like that's a whole episode. <laughs> yeah, like thrifting, resale. There's so many options nowadays, especially from the ease of your phone or your computer yeah. to go and thread up. Yeah, I mean, I'm someone who prefers to like I like trying clothes on. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Same. Um, so I I get it, and like there's not always a great inclusive range of sizes and styles. Mm-hmm. So I get it, but yeah, look, check it out. Support your friends. And so their many people love online shop like I yeah. again I prefer in-store shopping just because I like it as like an activity yeah. <laughs> and like things even if I know my size like I really range sizes mm-hmm. a lot but like 
a lot of people enjoy online shopping. That's, like, their primary way of doing it. Yeah. And it's, it's literally perfect. And what I like about those stores is that people are always like, oh, when I go to a thrift store, I can't find trendy things. But Depop and Poshmark literally have, like, you can get stuff that's from Urban Outfitters, Lulu's, all those things, but you get it secondhand. So and you it's can just search. so much better for everyone. You can say, I want a yellow Urban Outfitters jumpsuit. You yeah. Know, you good, like, good, well, it's going to take you two hours to find. Mm-hmm. You know, try it. Have tried it. Yeah. I'm there. On a very opposite note. Oh, God. Shein. I could go on and on about this company. Go on. Go on. <laughs> I go on. What absolutely is it? hate this company. Yeah. It's so unsustainable, unethical. They pay their workers way under a fair wage. And you half the time you don't even know where the manufacturer is coming from. But the fact that clothes should not be that cheap. If they're being made ethically and correctly and sustainably, they're not going to be $6. Hate to break it to you. And they're what? Made out of paper? Yeah. (laughs) They're not. Also, their sizes are all whack and stuff. Yeah. There's been, like, reports of people, like, sewn, like, help me into their stitching. That's how bad their labor is. But, again, it's the whole, it's kind of what we were talking about with, like, MLMs and pyramid schemes is that they target people who are on a budget. They want the trendy urban, they really hit hard I noticed on like Urban Outfitters clothing because mm-hmm. that's kind of like the trendiest store I feel like and they like redo them yeah. for like half the price but it's yeah. like if one company's making it for $60 and one company's not saying that Urban Outfitters is the most ethical or sustainable company mm-hmm. either but if one company's making it for $60 and one company's making it for 10 there has to be a reason why yeah, yeah. so I don't know it's I really don't like that company and it also makes it so much easier to be unsustainable Mm -hmm. because one the quality is crap so Mm -hmm. they rip and then you have to throw them out because when things are actually destroyed like you can't even donate it at that point and because it's so cheap and so you can buy those just really trendy neon things that are not going to be in in a year then you have an excuse to just get rid of it right afterwards so and I think overall no. It's <laughs> a no it, from me. It can be hard with fast fashion and cheap clothing options because I mean <clears throat> I get it. People like I don't people don't have money to buy new clothes. Yeah. They want to look good. Again, the Yeah. Very specific targeting factor. And then there are like economic reasons why I get when people shop from them, but there are alternatives. You know, you, mm-hmm. there's really great thrift stores in the in the DC area that sells yeah. cute clothes. You can customize them. You can put patches on them, cut them up. Exactly. You can have clothing swaps with your friends to kind of because it's not your style that anymore. It might be theirs. I have friends who are going through like changes or transitions or different areas of their life where clothes I don't need anymore suit mm-hmm. them now and it's yeah. like talking to your friends and finding people who have a similar body type as you that you can like exchange things with and taking the extra time if you have it to make a better choice I think also if you're complaining about clothes being too expensive then this is it's so easy people always are like it's so hard to shop sustainably because it's so expensive one thrift stores are not expensive yeah and it's it's sustainable because <clears throat> if you buy yeah. h&m in a thrift store that's much better than buying h&m from h&m yeah like you can find there's a lot of thrift stores that have like the other day not the other day like a month ago i went to plato's closet in mm-hmm. chicago and i got like a forever 21 jean jacket and I'm like, I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I'm not buying Forever 21, but yeah. it's so nice. I got an $8 jean jacket, yeah. you know, that's trendy and cute. But then also I feel like if you just decide not to shop as much and you really, you might buy ex- more expensive pieces, mm-hmm. but you invest in those pieces and you're like, I'm going to wear this piece again and again. Before you buy it, you come up with five places or different outfits yeah. you can wear it with. That 
in the long run, that it's actually probably mm-hmm. less expensive. I will say the uh, where it gets hard is at this age. Now we need like professional clothes, that's which true. are always expensive, and I don't want to buy. Um, and that's it. Thrift stores, I think, have great like they blazers, do. and there's some thrift stores that are dedicated to business yeah. clothes. Yeah, or even your friends. You have a roommate, go into their closet and see if you can like make something work for work. Tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially getting creative with it. Yeah, that's a big that's a big no company <laughs> from me. <laughs> I blocked them because their ads will pop up. I'm in their target audience. So yeah, I literally block them on that's Instagram, funny. Facebook. Okay, another one. Um, Fabletics. They're like the, I feel like every influencer is sponsored like by them. Yeah, they have that good like deal that's like a hundred dollar value for like twenty five dollars yeah. on your first purchase when you're a vegan. Why do I know that? Like, That's, I your brainwashed, dude. You're, like, targeted. Like, they, I'm so targeted. They got into your social media feeds. That's crazy. Um, They're cute. Yeah. I don't know anything about them, though. I know they have, like, the celebrity stuff. Yeah, I think it's they, Kate Hudson. Are they, like, subscription? Yeah, they have, like, a VIP membership. See, thing. I feel weird about companies like that. Because you're going to make me pay to shop at your store. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like a cover fee at a club. Like, I have to pay just to get in, and then I have to buy a drink. Oh, that's funny. I never you thought know? of it like that. I think, because I think I was looking to buy stuff from Rihanna's, like, lingerie line, because she has, like, really cute stuff. Yeah. But it's the same idea, where it's, like, a fee that you have to pay every month yeah. to get, like, special discounts or whatever. And it's, like... Yeah. I really gotta pay to get in. What I really like is I like the sports bra, but I like, I like the longer sports bra look where oh. it can work as just like a shirt. Yeah. You don't actually have to wear. T- I really like that look, and I feel like they. I always see the. In- they really yeah. know me like a lot. <laughs> they know I like that, and I'm like, can we're so sustainable company. That yeah, that's so funny. Um, but do we have a middle in between try and lie? Because I'm like right there with them. I'm like yeah, meh. <laughs> yeah. If I was gifted it, yeah, but I don't think I'd ever go. If I had a coupon, way. if I needed something yeah. leggings, get a coupon. I also don't really like work out like that to have like workout leggings and sports bras. I do know that for a lot of people, including myself, like if I'm wearing like a cute workout outfit, I'll be a lot more motivated to go. Yeah, and you feel confident at the gym. And yeah, like which is great. Yeah. I love that. So, so meh, we'll see. I don't yeah, know. meh, meh. <laughs> Okay, well, that just about sums it up for our first episode of the semester. Thank you so much for coming in and talking thank to us. Thank you for having me. And thank you to the listeners for listening. And stay tuned for more episodes. Probably will be another one up in around two weeks from now. And as usual, we'd like to thank our executive producer, Wyatt Foster, um, Katie, for coming on the mic, um, and our editor, Zoe Goodman. And please follow Yay. Her Campus on Instagram and Twitter at HerCampusAU. And keep up to date with Miss Education and check out AU Her Campus articles on the Her Campus page under American University. Thanks, Molly. Yeah, thank you. Bye.